With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Patrick Gracie for The Canopy Group. Your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework, or they're supposed to do their homework. Why don't you do your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve options. Let's face it, your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not one, 16. Don't tell your kids, but you can outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick Roycey, I have a feeling that you might be worked up today, so I'm just going to let you start where you want to start. No, I'm not too worked up. I I figured out the Greg Joseph theory, though. Never let him kick from less than 50 yards, right? Yeah, because 48, he came up short. Yeah, right. for, how'd, how'd that happen? He popped that it, one he popped up? it up. He got Did a, you see it? Yeah, he, he got underneath up? a little bit and popped her up. Oh, okay. Because the... Uh, it was like a you know, fly. The, uh, the winner was no problem. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. no, you're right. 50-plus, automatic. 50 plus, Kirk should have stopped in Arizona long before he did. Yes. Kirk should have, like, ended the drive there and said, Yes, come yeah, on. come on in. 51, yeah, Greg that's, Joseph. That, that is true. Uh, so... Explain to me how this high-powered offense has totaled 26 points in two weeks. And the team that held them to seven yep. gave up 47 yep. yesterday. Yep. And the quarterback, Herbert, passed for 398. How did that happen? Did you watch any of that Chargers game? I watched a lot Bra- of it. Oh, was it fun. Yeah. That's yeah. AFL. Yeah, it's right? the old AFL. Yeah, and the Chargers looking kind of the same unis that the the San oh, Diego I, Bambi and the boys used to use. It's pretty good. Absolutely, they're so, they're better than the Rams, I think. Herbert is Herbert's unbelievable. Really good. Yeah, he's really good. He is. He is uh, phenomenal. So here's my the Cleveland game. I thought until yesterday their defense was good. Yet, um, I clearly was wrong a little bit. Yesterday was gutless. Yesterday was gutlessness. Uh, Jefferson has, Pat, what, in the first half, I think he had five catches for 104 yards. Yes. And they were throwing to him, and, you know, I mean, he, he would be covered, he'd catch the ball. Yeah, he made it one Six targets, catch. and I think the one, one he didn't catch, he tipped, and it was slightly high. But the second half, he had, I believe, two catches. It was gutless. But Thielen had none until five minutes to go, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, Zimmer saying he thought they were too conservative. Well, the reason they're conservative is Zimmer, right? Correct. Uh, yes. Clint. So Clint Kubiak has gone uh, gone uh, rogue here and is uh, not letting no. them try to make plays. What the hell's going on? Once again, we're not being told the truth, shockingly, at all, because. Zimmer fully admitted that at the end of the first half when they had 37 seconds left Mm -hmm. and they ran twice and got booed off the field, that he was the one who decided, well, we've screwed up at the end of halves previously this season and we don't want to again. So we're going to run once, see what that gets us. And if it gets us something, might try to get into field goal range. If it doesn't, and I think it got him three yards, Mm -hmm. we won't. 
So I think it's I, it's Kubiak partially, but I think it's largely Mike. And, and Kubiak's a kid. He's what, 34? Yeah. So I think he's afraid to say, Mike, we got Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne now. So we got a third receiver. Yes. And, and it, you can't not trust Kirk all the time. No. So I mean, how? Why would you not trust Kirk after games two and three, where he know. was really good? Yeah, and he scored points. You 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 had Arizona beat, and uh, you know you beat the hell out of Seattle when you play when you played a little when you played to play tried to play some offense. I don't. Know. It's uh, it's extremely weird, but that would have been an all time loss, mm-hmm. being ten up on. Oh. On, on the Lions with what four minutes to go? You're ten up. How long? And you got him in fourth and long. How long would we have talked about that for? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, was, that would have been a yes. That would have been up there. But the good thing is, the Lions is still the Lions. <laughs> Amen. They can still figure out a way to get beat. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they managed to. Let a team complete a long pass and then kick a sixty-six yard field goal, and uh, and then and then this. And by the way, you know, for a hundred years we've been saying prevent prevents victory, mm-hmm. but in the current NFL, with how far these guys are kicking field goals, mm-hmm. that fifty-five, fifty-six is fifty is fifty-fifty, right? Maybe sixty-forty. Yeah. that these guys are going to make it. Yep. Uh, you got to play your regular defense from the first. You you can't Correct. say agreed. You can't say, okay, I'll give them fifteen, and then fifteen more, and that'll put them at the fifty or uh, forty. That's no good. You got to keep them. You got to keep them on your side of the field. Yes. To uh, yes. To in, in the modern NFL, and they you know the uh, Mason Crosby, who all of a sudden got the hooks yesterday. I mean. When Green when he when he kicked the long one to win it for Green Bay, it was like okay, all I got to do is get, you know, they had thirty seven seconds and no timeouts, right? Uh-huh. And uh, and went boom boom and had a guy kick a fifty five yard field. You're goal. right, so, though. Yeah, you got to you got to play your whatever defense Detroit was playing previously. They had to be playing the same defense. You you can't. You you got to go after the quarterback. You can't play the three man rush and that, that whole thing. You got to go after because that even if that wasn't full prevent, it was still enough of a prevent that uh, you know. Yeah. So well, Kirk Kirk completed what? I think it was nineteen bad. and twenty one. Yeah, to nineteen Thielen. and twenty one, and they've and so they've, and, and at they that point you're there. Started at the twenty five. Yeah. All they had to do is complete two twenty yard passes, which they've. Traditionally, gave a guy basically, but you can't do well, that. Well, what anymore. does the prevent defense do? Like, I know you're like, we can't let a, a team score now. If you're up by perhaps by a touchdown, I might understand a little bit more because mm-hmm. you think that that you yeah. can. But if it's a field goal, oh no, no, you know, if it's a touchdown, you can right, you can do it. But you if you're up to. by a point, if a field goal can beat your tie, you got to. The greatest thing that they could have done was basically, was basically blitzed Kirk and say, yes. "Make a play." Yeah, yes, that's what they should have done. Yeah, it's uh, I, I but they're they're the Lions for a reason, man. But a Zibs one eight, this would be a bad loss when yeah. the Vikings when they <laughs> yeah. when they got the two point conversion. Yes. You got on there and tweeted, "This well, would be I, a bad loss." I do that with the Twins all the time, so <laughs> this would be a bad loss. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, I like the uh, understated. Uh, but Zim, if he loses that game and loses to Carolina, he doesn't get out of bye week. No, one and five. Andrew Patterson, Andre Patterson is coaching them the rest of the year. Yep. I still don't know if he loses at Carolina. Bad if he gets out of bye week. If they get embarrassed at Carolina, there's a chance he the doesn't. The schedule after the bye is tough. If I'm Patterson, I'm like just just keep yeah. Mike. Yeah, let Zim do it right. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You know what? I've reached this conclusion that the training camp was screwed up, and that kind of made you wonder. Mm-hmm. But they're basically the problem is they're not as good as I thought they were. Correct. That's yeah, my. They're not as good. It's my problem too. They're not as good. Nope. They're they're there's just, not the offensive line is still they're they're a touch better. 
right? Yep. A touch better. Yep. But they're still nothing special. And I also don't think that they're just flat out being coached that well. Yeah. They're really not. Yeah. I mean, offensively, how are you not? You found a receiver. Like, you've got three guys now. And you've got Kirk. How are you not coming up with ideas to use that? And you're still going with this ground and pound concept that when against Detroit. Dalvin's not there to run 30 yards with it every once in yeah. a while. Too. Here's, uh, here's the other thing about them. Harrison Smith isn't what he was. He's oh he's still okay, but he's not he's not like Pro Bowl. Nope. Uh, and how do you know the difference between Anthony Barr playing and Anthony Barr not playing? Did he do anything yesterday? I didn't know, but I, I mean it was his first game. I, I know. I'd like to see the game. next game. But what was the play? I'm trying to think. It was a little screen pass, and they had a couple of blockers over there, and he's the third defender. And he looked like me standing there just observing yeah. like a statue. Is he is he still not healthy? What the hell? I don't know. It's uh, that, he, that whole thing is odd. Yes, it like is. Like the whole thing with they expect him to play and, and then they expect him to be back early in the season. And then they were sure he'd be back for Cleveland. And he came in for that game and said, I'm not playing. Yeah. The whole thing is weird. He's uh, Dalvin uh, what, warmed up and then didn't play. I don't know if he warmed up or not, but well, he was. He came out and then went back in. But I mean, if they they and you know what, that's fine. They they have to know with Dalvin, this is going to be the case every season. Mm-hmm. That was the reason why the contract could at least be questioned, not because he's not a great player. Yeah, and uh, you know, Matson's Matson's good, tough runner, but uh, it's he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't pop it. You know, well, he doesn't pop it. And, and you don't throw it to him either, you know, that's the other thing. I mean They do a bit, but the reliance not, but the reliance on that position doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I get it being important, but it shouldn't be more important than the rest of the passing game. Not with three receivers. No. Yeah. And not with Jefferson. Jefferson ultimately might be be better than Diggs, but at the rate they're going, he's gonna end up just like Diggs and say, Get me the hell out of here unless they come up with something you know, it New scheme, new coach, ideas. You can't just say Kirk's quote, Pat, was, well, they doubled Justin and had cloud coverage, so I had to hand off. You can't just give up on Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Not after some of the catches he made. No. The other thing is, uh, how, how do you think, how red do you think the rear end was of the Detroit Lakes boy when there oh. were four minutes to go in a game and he'd been targeted once. Oh, and he oh, had yeah. been targeted once. I, I might no have catches. turned to my right to Matthew Collar in the press box and mentioned that mm-hmm. number 19 might not have been all that happy with his usage. <laughs> yes. Yes. He finally, they did he catch both of them? Yes. Both of the ones. And those were his only two catches. Field goal. Yeah, right. Because he, he caught one that he took to the four. Yard line when when the great Chris Herndon got called for a hold that wiped that play out. So he had two catches officially. I uh, I always read the wise old owls five things because they're always good. He had took no prisoners on Chris Herndon today about what a disaster it's been that they gave up a fourth rounder for yeah, him. They got a sixth back and and Herndon who's supposed to be a pass catching tight end but has no I mean, they, receptions. They, have they throw? I was going to say they haven't thrown the ball throw to him. It's hard to be a flat pass catching tight end if they don't throw any to you. Yeah, he's been targeted a couple times. I think the uh, the tight end has been uh, non-existent this year. The uh, you know Rudolph was yeah Conklin's caught a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not bad. He's caught a they few. Just, but why would you give not, up a fourth round pick? Uh, they thought they were desperate. I guess they they needed a they needed that threat. I I don't know. They've. Everything that we gave them all the credit, we gave them a lot of credit for their off-season work, and uh, I'm not sure it's turned out that well. Breland is. I thought Breland was complaining about the call, but he was taunting the fans, huh? Yes, he was lashing out at fans. Lashing out at the fans, telling them to boo him louder after he got called. Oh, for you, you didn't hear, hear about the tweet? No. Oh, it got after worse. The game? Post-game tweet. Um, How can I explain this on a family podcast? So he, so he told them to go bleep themselves. So he ba- he basically said that people were talking so much trash about him that, that they had a certain part 
of his body in their throat and then and then said something like we won so shut up okay uh not sh- not surprisingly shortly after the tweet it appeared was, it, was it was deleted but it was captured by of course okay but yeah so he's now going after the fans yeah that's smart that is really he smart. is now according to Declan this morning 109th out of 112 ranked cornerbacks in PFF's <laughs> grades. Well, I thought he, I, I thought, I said he should have been ejected for complaining about that call, but he wasn't complaining about the call because he tackled them. Yeah, no. He put I guess in he's a headlock, mad. basically. God, what is, what, what is wrong with people? I don't know. How could they be that stupid? I don't you know. know? I mean, at least Dantzler two weeks ago complained about his playing time on Twitter. Yes, and that's not that's not mature. No, but at least yeah. he wanted to play more because he probably watched Breland and said I should play more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, he, where was he yesterday? A COVID list. He's on the COVID list. Oh, breakthrough oh, he never, case. He never got off it. Uh, no, no. In fact, no. Him and who? Boyd? Harrison Hand. Oh, no, okay. Boyd came back. Okay. Yeah, it it is funny. It's almost like relief pitching. Corner cornerbacks, isn't it? You can never have enough. <laughs> I mean, yep. just, and you don't know from year to year no. how they're going to do necessarily, unless it's an elite one. Yes. Well, Xavier was the best of all time, and then he was terrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was unbelievable that uh, that uh, they they let him. And you know, I, I'll give uh, this crazy Campbell credit. I'm sitting at home saying you got to go for two here. And he didn't. He did. He didn't take a second to so, do it. So how was he cons- so conservative the rest of the game until then? That's what I don't get. They, they I had think a couple he, fourth downs. He could have gone for it. Yeah, but I think he knows that they just got to keep it close and hope for a miracle. You know, because they, they have. But I, I'd they, go for a well. Down. They ran the hell out of the ball the first half. They, they, they didn't couldn't do much the second half, but uh, yeah, they're the Lions, though, man. They're oh, yeah. they're winless, right? Yeah, they're five. winless. Yeah, zero and five. Yeah, I saw that poor old William Clay Ford. I said this on Twitter. He died in two thousand fourteen. Why do they have his? Why do they put the poor guy's initials on the uniform again? And I know the old the widow is still the boss, right? right? Yes, but. But don't pick. I mean, he's let him die in peace, for God's sake. Why, why do you want to give him credit for this collection of crap? It's unbelievable. <laughs> the worst. You know, there's there's the Timberwolves are contenders. There's no doubt about it. And there's other terrible franchises. But this, considering the equality that the NFL seeks. And you're seeing it all over right now. How equal everything is to be that consistently horse crap is unbelievable. Isn't it? Yes. Oh, it's remarkable. Yeah. I think the one time they got the one time they got to the conference final, didn't they against Tampa and got beat nine to nothing or something like that? Way back in the seventies. They were Yeah, no, that was the Rams. Oh, okay. But Detroit got to the conference final against Washington the year the Super Bowl was here in '92. Did they really? Yeah, they would have. They would have been here, really. And I, yeah, I think they were one game. In fact, I'll check that. But I'm pretty sure that Detroit was one game, and that's the only time. But what's so remarkable? Who uh, would they have on that team? That was uh, still Barry. '92 uh, had to be Barry, right? Yeah, it was right around that time. Yeah, uh, they so, were. You know, they the time they the time that they looked like they I'm were going to be up. good. Was when they had Billy Sims, and then he popped his Here. knee, popped his knee in the Metrodome, the and Metrodome. never played again. They lost in the conference championship game in in nineteen in January ninety two. They went to RFK and lost forty one to ten. Okay, uh, had they be that's the team to beat Dallas? Did they beat Dallas in this? I think the, they did. And Eric, Eric Kramer was the starting quarterback. Okay, yes. Uh, I'm seeing if I can find Barry. Barry rushed for Barry rushed for forty four yards and caught four passes in that game. They even did us, the Vikings, the favor of outbidding us for Scott Mitchell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they robbed us. Huh? It was the greatest. They robbed. He was at Winter Park yeah. and said, I love it here. I'm coming back. I'll sign. But I got to go to Detroit. I promised them and never came back. God, they were lucky. Who would have that been? Who did they bring, did they bring in Moon after that? Then? It might have been Warren Moon. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> yeah, they were. Because that. That was a financial commitment to him. 
That was a that was another one of those NFL decisions. You see a guy for six games and decide he's a quarterback. You know, it's Matt Flynn. Yeah, yeah, that's true, Matt. Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn, same thing. Played one great game. I think it was against Detroit at the end of that season at Lambeau, and Seattle said, "Got to sign him." Say, uh, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams is going to. I don't know how much longer they're going to be together, but that's. Uh, one of the all-time uh, NFL combos, isn't it? Yeah, Devontae Adams. Is I mean, they special. double. They're doubling him <laughs> yeah, all over. They got the cloud coverage on Devontae. Yes, yeah, you know what he does? Cloud Catches the ball. Yeah. So they, like yesterday, they showed a play where he just he's got. The, they were saying that everything was set to go to the right, you know, and they were every they had the blocking and and Rogers just looked over and gave him a glance. Threw him a pass and he went yeah. 17, 18 years. The Vikings you know? would not approve of that. <laughs> no, no. That trickery has no business <laughs> no, in the Vikings. Or playbook. that changing the. Uh, right. Do we, let, do we let Kirk change many plays? I don't know. I was talking don't. about this. So I think Kirk goes to the line with plays, with options, mm-hmm. but, I don't th- but I don't think he ever full on changes a play. Mm hmm. But he always goes conservative. If so, so like if he if if Aaron sees Jefferson covered, he thinks, "How can I get him the ball?" Yeah. If Kirk sees him <laughs> co- covered, he's like, "Alexander, you're getting the ball." Yeah. What does uh, uh, what does Kirk? Uh, why are they not confident? I mean, why? How much responsibility does he have for the last two? Or is it the play calling? I mean, the, obviously he wasn't good when they get seven points. Right. That's impossible. But yesterday, you don't know who to blame. He nope. looked like he was throwing the hell out of the ball the first quarter. Nope. You know? I don't think they trust him. I think Mike flat out does not trust him. Even though they have their kumbaya on Thursday. Now, we got to talk about the fight that we had between the quarterback and the coach. They can tell me all day long, and I'm sure they will today, that it was, you know, just good celebration. But Zim, Zim was okay with the grabbing the shirt, right? Yeah. But when he gave him the hard push, Zim was PO'd. I don't care what anybody he said. He was definitely surprised. I think he was mad. Well, he was, but I'm saying I think I think surprised and mad yes. are very close. Well, you know, he's had health problems. He's in his mid-60s. Right. That's if, he, what, yeah. if he gets tripped over, yep. bangs his head on the turf, he might be done. I also told... He was he was bad. I told for Phil one second. and Declan this, too. Yeah. As a guy who's going to be 52 next month, the older you get, the less you like to be grabbed like you're a kid like that and pushed. Yeah. It yeah. startles you. Yeah, well, the push does. Yeah, yeah, yeah but right. but I'm I'm just saying, if if he had done that to Thielen, I think it's like, yeah, buddy, we won. Yeah, but if you do it to a guy in his sixties who, to your point, has yeah. had health problems and and he's not expecting it, yeah, I, I think you do I react think like that. He thought the grab was okay. Yep. That's you, the grab. You're kind of pulling the guy towards you, but yep. then he gave him a big push. He also put his I fist into his shows, chest pretty hard. I think it also shows this guy's kind of stupid. Cousins. Oh, he has no I sense he, of. Yeah, he's, I mean, I don't think he situation. Know, he might have had a good ACT score and stuff, but yeah. common sense, he doesn't have common Correct. sense. You know, so he's probably book smart. You're yeah, probably right. But, no, he lacks. He celebrated that win against Detroit like they had won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they should have walked off with their heads down. Correct. Right? That's what I said. Yeah, but you know what though. I the uh, amazing popularity of the NFL is not based on high-quality play and stuff like that. It's that damn near all of them are close. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how, like I said, when they lost those first two games, the bad part of those are they're two of those 50-50 games. And you keep, you got to win, you know, you got to win more than half of the 50-50 games, and right away you're own 2 Right away, you put yourself in the hole by losing two of those 50 Well, now they got one back, one that shouldn't have been 50-50, but it turned out to be a 50-50 game. And, but that, you know, watching the NFL yesterday, the, 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 uh, Packer, the Packer game couldn't have been worse. Couldn't have been worse 
but it was you still watched it because you didn't know who was going to win, right? And this is why Red Zone is so great. Yes, yes. because it shows you it shows you the end of the slop, which is a, which is fun to, to watch. Sure, if you watch an entire game, it's not that good. But you're right; they're all pretty close. And so when when they go boom, 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 and show you four finishes, you don't care that the game was crap to get there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, how about old? Uh, how about our old pal Collar's uh, Bills? Woo. They just beat is him. Leslie going to get a chance? I is don't. Leslie going to get a, a head coaching job after this? Uh, no. Okay. His age, I don't think he's early sixties, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got to be in his first 60s. first guy, probably not, but he might. He might. He'll get the he'll get the interviews. That's for sure. That defense now is good. Oh, they just that's a legit defense. They ate him up, man. The idea that uh, Josh Allen was going to outplay uh, outplay Pat Mahomes, the, the, saying two years ago there was a possibility of that happening when Josh Allen, if he was as likely to hit a cheerleader on the sidelines as he was a receiver, what happened there? I don't know. That's the athlete, damnedest man. thing. Oh, He's he is, athlete. but it's, it's all developmental. But so. the ability to hone his throwing is what is just. I mean, that's. There's a lot of guys who never can do that. Yeah, that's that's the hard thing. Is yeah, they're good reinventing they're... yourself and throwing. And the then football. you got the owner who's really if they they end up going to the Super Bowl, you got the owners really going to blackmail you into buying him, uh, giving him a new oh, stadium. The Pagulas, right? right? Yeah. Who own the Sabers? Nobody too, likes him, right? No. Well, isn't he raising hell about the Sabers too? Doesn't he want to? Yeah, I think he wants an arena and a stadium. Yes, that's only. What? But besides that, nothing else. That's In only... Buffalo, which I'm willing to bet. Economically. Financially is not in great shape right now. Economically. No, I got I got news for the Sabers though. If it's one or the other, <laughs> if it's one or the other, they'll build for the Bills. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I, I wonder if, how the NFL the NFL has never stood in the way of anybody who needed a new stadium though to, to threaten a move. But wasn't his thing? He's going to move to Austin, Texas. You think the Cowboys that are going to let him move Austin, to Austin, Texas? Texas? There's they, no they chance. They ain't going to Austin. I, I think the most if they moved, I I think you just basically shuffle up to Toronto, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. Toronto's not going to build you a billion dollar stadium. They they don't have a football stadium, you know. So hmm. I don't think. I'm trying to think of where else you would go that would be. That would well, make the sense. thing about the NFL is you don't need a big city. You know, it's not like right, baseball. Correct. It's not like you can go to Birmingham or someplace. Like that, you know, as somebody yep. will come up, whoever comes yeah, up. Yeah, because Texas, money. nobody's going to Texas besides what they've got there. Yeah, well, hopefully somebody has the guts to tell them to climb a, climb a rope. But, but Pat, um, you're right. If, if you do that, you'll lose a team. Yeah. Well, that's can, the problem. You can, you can battle them for years, though. You can make, well, the thing is, he, went, he, didn't want, he doesn't want to put anything in the pot, right? Wasn't yeah. that the original thing? He wanted it to be publicly financed. Actually, you know what they could Completely do? Completely publicly financed. They could move them, if they'll build him a stadium, to St. Louis and, and get rid of this big lawsuit, which I think the league is going to take a bath on. Yeah, but I don't think St. Louis, St. Louis probably doesn't have an appetite for replacing the TWA dome or whatever. That's what I, But that would be the yeah, option. But, well, yeah, but boy, that... They might have, uh, if they leave Buffalo, they might have riots. They might have caused riots. Plus, you riots. can shut Buffalo down at huh? that point. And, and plus, you can basically shut Buffalo down at that point. Yeah. It's, You're uh, down to the Sabres in minor league baseball? They're, uh, they're good enough to, uh, they're good enough to finally win it. And that would leave us all alone, right? I know. I was thinking of that last <laughs> night because they do look like they're good enough. Oh, God, yes. If they, I thought you, I thought the same exact thing. You never I thought, know about injuries. Here we go. Yeah. The Lone Ranger. Who is going to uh, be there out of the NFC? In the Super Bowl or in the playoffs or In what? the Super Bowl. Tampa again? You Arizona? Know, I'm not sold Ari- on can Arizona. Kyler Murray keep, can Arizona keep playing like this? I'm I, not I don't sold know about on Arizona. Them. I guess it's a... Kind of a cluster, you know. But Buffalo's. I've cl- been up and down in the Rams. There have been yeah. times I really like the Rams, but then they lose again. But I mean, the Rams still could be good. Uh, San Francisco, by the way, worked hard to get beat yesterday too. Well, Garoppolo's never healthy. 
No. Like the whole Garoppolo thing. The I, kid, uh, they, they, and uh, they're, they're turning Trey Lance into, I watched some of it, into Robert Griffin Jr. He's, he yeah. runs more. They have him running more than they get him throwing. Yeah. He's a big, solid yeah, kid. Yeah, I, I don't know yet from that conference. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of uh, kind of weird to say the say the least. So, uh, baseball again this weekend. Of all the problems, there's only one that's going to destroy the game. Yep. Time again. Yep. Four twenty-seven for the White Sox to win in eight and a half innings. Four twenty-seven. Now there was a lot of runs. Mm-hmm. But the other one, 13 innings, okay, I'll give you that. But way over four before they went to extra innings. And I think it was five, what? 514. 514. Oh, my God, look at the pitchers. How many did uh, Tampa end up using? Nine? Seven for the Red Sox. Yeah, well, Tampa had nine still in the night. So how many many innings their last pitcher pitched at? Patino pitched an inning and a third. Okay. Or Patino. Okay, Patino, the kid. Yeah, I don't even know who the hell's pitching for those two teams. Do you know who Boston was discussing starting in this crucial game for? Not. Your old pal, crafty lefty Martin Perez. That's what I was going to. Oh, my God. Yeah, he might start it. Or they can go back to Sale, who pitched one inning. Or they can go back to Rodriguez, who pitched one and two-thirds. But they blew their whole bullpen out, too. Well, Alex Cora's got a terribly quick hook. He, uh... You know, he was the the other night. He hooked uh, Avaldi for no reason, and and uh, that one surprised me. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I don't know what. Are, what are they going to do? Every I, every at bat now is a is a uh, scientific battle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody. The old day of Fergie Jenkins throwing his sinker at the knees, and you hitting a ground ball. Eighty percent of the time, that's over. Nobody does that anymore. Mm-hmm. the 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 percentage of breaking balls is got to be sixty percent now, and used to be seventy percent fastballs. It's just I don't know what they do. I don't. You know, Jim Cott, when I used to have him on the show, by the end of it was saying seven inning games is the only hope. I don't disagree with that. He might be right. I don't disagree I mean, with it, that. You it can't destroys, do this. It destroys everything in the five history. hours. Five, twenty, and I know it's extras, 13. but five hours. Come on, mm-hmm. no, you're right. And and the incredible thing about last night is the White Sox Astros was essentially side by side time wise as the Chiefs and Bills, and the Chiefs and Bills had a lengthy weather lightning delay to yes. start the second half, and they, and they got down around the exact same time. <laughs> yes, and I remember when football games always used to be. For the most part, always used longer to be than, longer than baseball. baseball games. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, the NFL addressed it by, you know, the you went out of bounds, the clock stopped, and then they, you know, all the time, like basically, like college football is now picked up on that. But college football is the equivalent now. Those games last well, four hours, and I could fix that in a heartbeat. Half times. Yes. Get, well, get rid of the bands. Well, not only that. But since you have all the different TV networks, yep. Big Ten Network, the half times are now like twenty five minutes, right. so they can cram in but ads, cram in ads, and talk and take. They take the halftime show. I don't watch a lot of them, but they take five different breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, to get squeezed. Let's go in down more to twelve. Ads. Let's huh? go down to twelve. Yes, I, I believe the true. pros have twelve. Whoever said you needed one. Why don't you just take a five minute break and start? Because we playing. need time to make adjustments, damn it. Because huh? we're going to make adjustments. Yeah. We're going to make a lot of. Uh, but here's my proposal, and they won't do too. it if they won't do it for safety reasons. But in both college and pro football, the clock should be 25 seconds, like it is in Canada. Hmm. If you set the ball down, you got 25. Look at you, Mister Football, I invoking like the CFL. I Canada, they got it figured out. Put the football down. Put the football down. The international football man of mystery. 25 seconds. This idea that I can go in a huddle, wait 15 seconds, and then get up there. It shouldn't be taking 45 seconds between plays. Yeah, that's a good point. Get a, you know, but they now they they want fewer plays because there's less chance for concussions if there's 
fewer plays, but uh, yeah, come on, hurry up. What, what are we doing here? Let's go. Come on. CFL, damn it. They've got it right. And then in college football, all these jackasses standing there oh, waiting, look, looking over to the sideline. That bothers me. I'd, you know, go into the, you know, go to the huddle and get out of it and get up there and run a play. But this idea that you can change, you know, spend the whole game changing plays, it drives me There's crazy. a duck and a chicken and a burger yeah. and something else, and you got to identify which play call. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, it's uh, more plays. Let's not take so much time. So, what do you think, Adrian Heath? Out, out the door. Well, he's also in charge of the operations now, right? Soccer. Well, ops. He had a lot to do with the personnel. So, yeah. so McGuire would have to fire him now because there there wouldn't be like a um what what's the words it, it, sporting director is that yeah, the GM I mean, in soccer the manager sporting? don't they call him the manager no that's a coach right oh that's right but the GM I think is the sporting director there's not a sporting director to fire him so it would have to come from the owner. Yeah, but Bill's kind of a crotchety guy. And this isn't a good look. Plus, but here's the thing he's got going for him. Does he have a contract where Bill would have to pay him 500000 if he fired him? Because yeah, okay. I don't think Bill likes spending money. Heath and Zim, one thing in common, shelf life, guys. Yeah. The act only, the act at some point in time is going to wear out. I was saying today that soccer and hockey are... Very similar. They're the last bastions of where the coach can tell the players how horse crap they are publicly. Right? Mm, yep. Hockey is still, you can still call out the, not all of them want to anymore, but you can still call out the players. And soccer, of course, you always call out the players. It's, uh, we never lose because the other team was better. We always lose because uh, we didn't give them the effort. Which right? I love too. Yeah. Because we, we always at least slightly insult the opponent by doing so. Yes, yes, like, right, we do. The yes. Rapids didn't do anything. Yes. We screwed up. <laughs> yeah, give up. Uh, uh, I was reading Zagoda's story, a, a gamer today, though. Apparently the crowd was uh, not nearly, they announced 19, but it wasn't that full. And we didn't have the Wonderwall singing and all that stuff. Really? I think the length of, I think, it's a summer sport. It's a through Labor Day. Yeah, and the Vikings you know, have started. And then, and, and, and but not only that, it's just yeah. They're, they're so far they're blessed with good weather. But if they're here two weeks from now and it's twenty three degrees, how many people you think yeah, are going to be point. there? Huh? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's the season's too long. Yes, and oh, if we didn't have to send 100%. our players. Yeah. We didn't have to send our players all over the world instead of here. We wouldn't. The season wouldn't have to be this long. The kick season, damn it, started in May, uh, late April, ended in September, maybe October for the championship game. But when you went to the game, nobody told you that your player was in Rhodesia. Alan Willie didn't huh? disappear to England, huh? No. You know, Ace. Ace was always here. Ace was Tino not in was South here. Africa. Willie was here. Yes. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Alan Merrick didn't take no damn trips across the pond when the kicks were playing. It's but, a, yeah, it well, it drives me crazy too because of the acceptance. Well, we're going to lose five players. Yes, yeah. Well, FIFA, whoever these these FIFA guys who all take bribes, you know, incredible amounts of bribes to go to Qatar for the for the wonderful <laughs> World Cup, and uh, oh, you know. <laughs> They all take bribes, but they have this power. Tell FIFA to go bleep itself, right? Well, how about the first player who I signed to a contract that says, I'm signing a contract to play all the games Yes, for yes. my team? <laughs> right. Yes. We don't care. Like, why do we just accept that? And, and if it's a young guy who's a slug and not playing much, you go play there. Yeah. But I'm not going to lose my star player to some country that I don't care about mm -hmm. because I, because why? Why are they gone? When is the World Cup? Next year or the following year? Hold on. I'll Anybody know? Because did they get pandemic delayed? They no. Might, they, it must be next year, right? I think we are into qualifying. You see, we lost a hated Panama one to nothing last night. We did? What's wrong with us? Well, we played our I thought B we were squad. turning our country around. We disrespected Panama by playing our B squad. Uh, FIFA World Cup 
Uh, Qatar, 2022. Okay, but late in the year because of the heat. November right? 21st yes. through you, December 18th. It's supposed to be in summer. Yes. Well, well, that'll be good because then the MLS can be finished before the World Cup starts. Yeah, right? but there will be qualifiers and stuff. That's the problem. It, it's the qualifiers. I would actually be okay with my guys going to the World Cup, but that's it. No qualifiers. And there's the other thing that I hate about soccer in North America. Concacaf, what? Get a name! Get a name! What the hell? We don't know what you're talking about. Call yourself something, not Concacaf. You know, come on. What the? We, uh, I know. I know. It's very confusing. Uh, it is very confusing. Let's uh, let's come up with something. Better well, there's than too that. many offshoots too. Yes. Like there's there's your league, and then you and go the play in and against another teams, and, uh, and you know, yeah. just play in your damn league. Yes. And leave leave my players alone. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, I don't e- even want hockey going to the o- Olympics because they're going to shut the league down for the month of February and then come back and play a ridiculous schedule. And then guys are going to get hurt. And every and every coach that teams loses two straights going to say, "Well, we're all worn out yeah, because we're but, playing too many games." But since when is it not okay to say this is our league? We pay our guys well to play in our league. And the ultimate goal of our league is to win the championship of our league. Like, I don't need guys trying to win gold medals. I don't need guys trying to win soccer qualifiers. Mm -hmm. You're paid to play for me. Yes. Now, I got, okay, I got a question for you. Who in the West Mm. is clearly better than our Wild? Oh, Colorado's going to be. Colorado's good, but Darcy. Colorado doesn't have a goal. Darcy, I know. Darcy you gotta have, they're rolling the dice on that one, Pat. You gotta but they have are clearly better as far they're, as their players They're go. far and away better. Up as, and down. As players? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you're right. Darcy Kemper is going to fold. Like, yeah. He's going to fold. I know he's going to fold. I, li- I always like Kemper better than Doobie, though. When oh. Kemper was hot, he was great. You and Bill Guerin, possibly. Yeah. But, yeah. But Doobie's his backup, right? No, he's got. I think he's not playing. No, really? no. Their uh, backup is some nondescript kid's name who I can't pronounce for the life of me. Oh, so Kemper's it, huh? Yeah, Kemper's oh, their number yes. one. Yeah, Kemper's their guy. Big, big gamble. Um, the the Pacific Division has Vegas, which ah, Vegas. which is which is going to be they're competitive. Good. They're deep. Yeah, they're good. Uh, I do think Colorado's the best team. San Jose's terrible. LA's oh, terrible. The West, Anaheim's terrible. The, the West Coast teams are Just all awful. Arizona. By the way, did you realize this? I'm giving you some breaking information. What? Okay. Arizona is in our division. Oh, you didn't know that? I did not know that until <laughs> the other day. <laughs> the other day, I was looking up the crackheads because I knew they were in the thing, and yep. I said, Crackheads. Okay, who? now that the crackheads are in there, uh, what'd they do? And we we end up with Arizona. Yeah, that's, that's, got Arizona. That, Arizona can't like that. That had to add to their travel substantially. Yeah, and it? guess what? They stink. Easy points. Yeah, but at it least should be easy points. They're gonna. Where are they gonna move to? I don't know. They're not. They're, they're still not, trying to get a damn arena Glendale, downtown. Yeah, but Glendale evicted them. I know it's great. It's, it's hilarious. They got evicted. They got. Glendale they beat says, them a punch. Glendale says we could get bigger events. Okay. You can 40 nights a year, you can get bigger events than an NHL hockey game up in Glendale, Arizona. I want them to go. You can't have that many car shows. I want know? them to go to Quebec, but I don't think they're going back to Canada. I don't no. think they're going to put an, another team in Canada. No, I don't think so either. No. They, where, where, oh, no Quebec is uh, the Avalanche, right? Yes, that's, that's the, old, the Avalanche. Yes. And the, the Coyotes are the original Jets. Jets. Uh, so what? City's looking. Kansas Houston. City. Houston. Houston. Houston would take a team. Yeah, that and population wise, Kansas the, City. I hate love, Houston though. Kansas City love to have something. With I the don't winter. want a team in Houston. The Kansas City's problem is mm-hmm. that 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 new stadium they built for a winter sports team is now getting got to be ten years old now, right? Ten, twelve years. Right? Yeah, the new one. So, yeah. So all of it's a like sudden, Saint Pete. So all it's of like a sudden, top. it's not state of the art. It's not. Stay, yeah, it's yeah. not state. Bring back the scouts is what you're saying. Kansas City scouts. They ended up being where the Rockies and now the Devils. Oh, that's weird. So they they went Kansas City for like a two years or something. I mean, it was really quick. They moved from Kansas City to Colorado, became the Rockies, and then they got moved to New Jersey, where they still are. All right, Declan, you young whippersnapper. Yes, sir. Do Sacramento got? Kings. Uh huh. Give me their genealogy. 
like where they were before. They their history in the NBA. Oh, God, Give me Pat. the Sacramento Kings. Oh, poor kid. Well, I know Sacramento's the capital of California. I was good in geography in elementary school. Yes. I, the capitals I nailed. Um, the Kings. Oh God, Pat. I, I we we were just talking about a city. Yeah, that that hosted that was their home city. Um, Rochester, New York you Royals. Could I could have given you fifty other cities before yeah, I would have said Rochester, New York Royals. Mess. Who, by the way, wow. were in the West Division <laughs> and the big rival in the Lakers. They of, didn't know their geography. Of course, the West makes perfect sense. And then the Cincinnati Royals. Yep. With the big O, Oscar Robertson, and then Kansas City, and then the Kansas City Kings. Yep. And then the Sacramento why, Kings. Why did Kansas City flame out so quickly? I don't know. With teams, I don't know. I like don't what? Know. Like was it attendance? Was it uh, facility? Uh, the uh, A's moved because of they couldn't get a new ballpark. Okay. Because uh, Municipal Stadium was an old AAA ballpark from uh, from the American Association days. They had a, a and they moved stadium. in sixty five. Is it five, four, five, Hold 64, on. five? I'm going to find they this They moved out. to Oakland. That's another team. Oakland's that... new state-of-the-art stadium, which they're still playing in. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the home of Reggie Jackson. Yes. And the, you know, the swinging A's. Um, the home of Hammer. The home of Hammer is a bat boy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hammer. You're right. MC Hammer. Hammer. Municipal Stadium, they were there till 67. 67. They moved to Oakland for the 68 Six, season. And, and then the Royals. Yeah. Came in 69, right? Yeah, they built them a new stadium. Yeah, Once It's, it's amazing how that happens. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they built Kauffman, which is... No, wait. They didn't play immediately in Kauffman. They played in Municipal Stadium for a year or two, right? Oh, they the did. Royals? Okay. I think. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now, see? I think. I love I the Google. Think, I think. Uh, 69 to 72, very good. They played in Municipal, municipal stadium. stadium. And then Kauffman, they moved in 73. Which I think was Royal Stadium when it opened. Municipal Stadium was in the city. Yeah, it was in uh, Can- Kansas City, Kansas, right up the hill from the world's greatest barbecue joint, Arthur Bryant's. So, uh, and and that's where Charlie O had the mule grazing in right field, correct? Could have been. I think he had. That's the mule. where the Twins hit uh, five home runs in an inning and almost six, I believe. Kansas City, they they beat up on Kansas City pretty box. good in the, in their younger days. Uh, oh. They they had a lot of. I never, I never saw that ballpark. I, I don't know what if it was, but they, you know, it was their American Association ballpark. So. Mm-hmm. They were before the Brewers. I mean, before the Braves moved in '53. Milwaukee, Kansas City, Minneapolis, St. Paul, were all in the all in the American Association. And uh, do you know when the Milwaukee Brewer, Brewer Braves came into existence? Mm-hmm. That was the 11th city in America with a Major League Baseball team. Yeah. Because New York had three. Yep. And Chicago had two. And Philadelphia had two. And Boston. St. Louis had two. St. Louis had two. And Boston. And Boston had two. Now, I think think the Browns might have moved to Baltimore. 54, I think. 54, right after. Yeah. Because that... why did St. Louis have two teams? A lot of beer sponsors, man. A lot of yeah. beer fans. It's a great baseball town. Such a surly. The maybe. Browns, the Browns had the lease for the stadium. The Cardinals, the oh. Cardinals were their the Cardinals were their tenants. I so, think. so was there ever a time where the Browns were a bigger deal than the Cardinals? Because the Browns always go, stunk for the most part. Oh yeah, you'd have to go back a long ways right. before that. Interesting. So, yeah. So it's. Uh, yeah, it is, it is incredible though. I mean, the West Coast might as well have been Hawaii. Yep. You know, back then. Well, we fl- can't go. Yeah. St. Louis was the farthest west that they were, and yep. uh, you know, the, I mean, it was how the hell they're going to put two teams in Los Angeles and San Francisco? How are we going to get out there, man? Yep. Northwest Airlines is going to have to, or North said, going to have to fly over those big mountains. Can yep. we do it? They're, they're going to have to stop and refuel in Colorado. <laughs> yes. yes, that's oh right. So that's right. Did, did you go, go to a Braves game? Yes. As a kid. At the old county stadium? As a kid, yeah. the Fairmont radio station <laughs> had Braves games, but I think they signed off at six o'clock. So they only had the day games. They right, which had, there were probably. About. They only had the day games, but as a kid. A lot of we'd listen to them, and the 
front yard, you know, you were playing, you'd have the Braves game on, blasting. It's awesome. With uh, Earl Gillespie and Blaine Walsh were the team. Okay. And they were great. Uh, and the Braves, you know, arrived at Milwaukee just as they were maturing into this fantastic team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, my father put me on a bus in Fairmont at, they had, they'd play at two o'clock in the afternoon, like on Wednesdays. And then people would come in from all over, including Minnesota. And we left Fairmont at, as a 10 year old kid, baby left 10, 11 year old kid sandwich in a bag, left, uh, left Fairmont on the bus at seven and went to the ball game with all these strangers and then came home. Wow. And then that night, you know, the game had ended in two hours and 20 minutes. Two hours and 20 minutes. And hell, there wasn't even a McDonald's to stop at that. I think we just got on it and drove, drove back. You know, maybe the guy had sandwiches or something Well, we went back and it had to be a, Seven hour hump, man. Yeah. So is this fifty? You know, it probably had to be before seven in the morning. Then it probably had so. Is to this be fifty something? Six maybe. Interesting. Six. So I would have been ten or eleven. Yeah, who, I, I who did, did it play? once. Do you recall? No, God, no. I don't know. Somewhere in the afternoon game, a Wednesday afternoon game in the middle. It'd be fun of to summer. find it now. But yeah, yeah that's a great. That, man, times were different. And I think we went over there a couple of times, maybe at least once we drove over there. Yep. Because Al Worthington was married to my cousin. And when Al and the New York Giants were at Milwaukee, we might have driven over there to say hello to Al. Mm-hmm. So we did that a few times. We'd go and that see stadium. Was I probably remember going to Chicago the first time I was in Wrigley. I have very vague memory of it, was, but it was because... Al, Al Worthington was with the Giants, and they were playing the Cubs. Okay. So, and then a good thing about it back then, except Milwaukee, the, you know, they sold out. But you go to a Cubs game then, eh, it might be seven, 8,000. Yep. No, <laughs> that's, not, that's what people don't get. It's like the Boston. People don't get baseball. You look at lousy and tennis. 1961. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota Twins are playing their first ever game in Yankee Stadium against the defending American League champions. Just lost decent enough day, too. I looked it up. I remember him talking about it. They, you know, that's, they'd lost to Mazeroski the, that time. 13,000 for the opener, yep. for the traditional opener in Yankee Stadium in 1961. Yep. And nobody even thought anything of it. No one bad night. Yep. No. It's uh you no know, it is it is amazing the standards for as all all of baseball's problems the standards for attendance are incredible. Yep, and what the uh, the issue for people that own the team at that time was well we just can't show home games ever on TV. No, because then then the fans then will all cheap, stay home. Then the cheap Lutherans aren't going to come, yep. which was true in Minnesota. You know, I think we had well for years. I don't know how many years. I don't know. I think the games might have gotten up to, I think the first year there might have been 30 on TV, but I think they might have gotten up to 50 sometime in the 60s, but always four home games Yes. Uh, on on Friday nights in June and July. They'd be on Friday. Those were the only times they were on TV because Calvin. And it was a treat. Oh, God, like you yes. said, it's four games. So, yeah. as a kid, if Calvin showed a home game, I'd say, like, look, they're wearing their white uniforms. Yes. Wow, isn't that something? But, you know, if you were looking at. I remember, you know, in the, throughout the 60s, hey, they're on TV tonight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even if they were in Boston or something, they wouldn't do all three games, you know. They, they'd do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, one year, not at all. One year they were when they went went hit the skids in the seventies. <laughs> the only one they could find to put them on TV were CCO TV. Remember, and the CCO would have to preempt. Yeah, and I. But how CBS. did how did they get CCO well, to bite on that? More than because they couldn't get anybody else. No, but I mean, why did CCO want to show them? I don't know. But the independent always is great announcing team. Ray Scott and RJ. RJ. Was oh, Ralph the John. Yeah, my favorite. I used to give R.J. a hard time about this. One day, Rays were playing the Mighty Whiteys, and Chet Lemons on that team, so whatever the hell that is. And 
Ray's talking about Chet Lemon. Mm-hmm. And he looks down and he sees there's a white guy hitting. So left-handed, instead of a right-handed Chet Lemon, it's a left-handed whoever hitting. And he said, well, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Chet was batting and I, I just misplaced, you know, what happened. He said, Ray, what happened? What what did Chet do? And Ray said, Ralph said, I mean, he said, Ralph, right. Ralph. What happened? He says, I don't know, Ray. I wasn't watching either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a famous RJ oh. comment. I wasn't watching either. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. That's was, awesome. But Ray Scott, as I've told you a hundred times, fantastic baseball announcer on the radio. Yep. Our first uh, five or six years, maybe, and then he sold his soul to the NFL. Yeah. When the NFL, and he was damn good on that, too. Well, when the NFL went away from just having you do the pack, the yeah, pack, the one team to um, float and moving their announcers around, that's when he that's when he gave. He was making enough money from CBS that he didn't have to do baseball anymore. Okay, so, but it was he was a terrific because uh, he he terrific. came back into the Vikings in the late seventies, early eighties on yeah. CCO, and he was fantastic. Yeah. Still, yeah, he was. Uh, he still had his fastball for quite a while. Well, the best uh, the best announcing they ever had was here when they were at KSDP when they had Hornin as the color man for McConnell. McConnell was a really good football announcer. Mm-hmm. He, he gave us he gave us enthusiasm, kind of our first enthusiastic guy, but without being a crazed homer like some other people are. Mm-hmm. But but he was uh, you know he was good, and then Hornin was a great uh, color commentator. How Why he was never the about pe- that? I said, how how did Vikings fans accept Paul they, Horning? They got doing... to like him. Okay. Yeah, they got to like him. Because I think the reason he didn't go to Green Bay was Max was doing it. Okay. He didn't want to backstab his old pal Max. Max, I've told this story a hundred times. Tommy Kramer. <laughs> oh, convulsion on the field. On the field Rams. Convulsions on the field. Yep. I don't think we were. But they show that on the Green Bay telecast. Yep. And Ray's, Ray's doing the radio. I mean, Max is doing the radio, but he sees it on the TV monitor. And he says, boy, I hope that isn't serious. He's my best customer. <laughs> yeah. and he wasn't lying. He was out on, uh, what was the name of the place? Maximilian's Mac- and then yeah, Chi-Chi's. Maximilian's and yeah, Chi-Chi's was. Yeah. Man, the, uh, the, the, the onslaught of Mexican restaurants, Chi-Chi's, Guadalajara's over at St. Anthony, Maine. When they came in, what, mid-70s? Yep. Mid-70s. Yeah, it was unbelievable because young men, untrustworthy young men, mm-hmm. were lined up to take their girlfriends to this place, especially first dates, Yep, to get a couple of margaritas in them. <laughs> You know, because you, you could, you know, they, they're not going to, the gals weren't going to sit and drink a bunch of beers right, with you. Right. You know, yeah, get, they, they didn't and, want the chips and, and beers. Get, get loose with their morals, but you get a couple of margaritas, which is a game changer there. Yes, had a lot to do with uh, uh, increase the birth rate in Minnesota because substantially <laughs> margaritas, I believe. All right. All righty. What was a, uh, the, my favorite is the, the wife of uh, Robert Altman. I told you this one. Yeah. She married him and was married to him his last 40 years, but he'd been married once or twice already. And he was doing a, he was directing an episode of Whirly Birds and she was playing a nurse who just was, you know, they were at a crash site and she basically said nothing and great looking young girl. And, and she, this is in the Altman documentary, which is fantastic. And, she he walks she walks over and says hello to him and he's sitting there he's hung over as hell and he's got his hand on his head and he looks up and says how are your morals is <laughs> <laughs> his opening comment and she said ah pretty uh, pretty low it wasn't loose he says uh, <laughs> Uh, pretty suspect. How about yours? <laughs> and that, they basically ended up getting married and living happily ever after for four decisions. <laughs> How are your morals? Your that's an opening. That's a hell of an opening. That's an line. opening line that can't get you in trouble, is it? Because all you have to say is very good. It never... would have to be somebody who get offended very easily. Yes, yes, it would. All right, that's it. Go Vikes.
Uh, now, they have some hope for Sunday because Sam Darnold returned to form yep. and threw three interceptions. Although, who so. knows now if that's going to keep up, and Carolina's at home. But the Vikings very win good defensively, like and yeah. uh, Clint is going to have to open up the playbook, uh, Carolina, because they're good defensively. I like Matt Rule as a coach, too. I think he's pretty good. So they'll probably get out coached. We'll talk to you next week. All righty. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy Josh will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.